Hello, welcome to the podcast of Jesper Baptist Church. On Sunday mornings, we've been going through a series on wisdom. The title of the message this morning is The Value of Wisdom. What we want to try to do is take the Word of God and prove from the Word of God the value and the worth of God's wisdom. Please enjoy. If you have your places in Proverbs chapter 3, I'm going to ask you to stand one last time in respect and reverence for the Word of God. I'm going to read five verses, starting verse number 13. The Bible says, Happy is the man that findeth wisdom, and the man that getteth understanding. For the merchandise of it is better than merchant, the merchandise of silver, and the gain thereof than fine gold. She is more precious than rubies, and all, of, and all the things that canst desire are not to be compared unto her. The length of days is in her right hand, and in her left hand riches and honor. Her ways are the ways of pleasantness, and all her paths are peace. She is a tree of life to them that lay hold upon her, and happy is everyone that retaineth her. The title of the message this morning is The Value of Wisdom. The Value of Wisdom. Let's pray. Dear gracious Heavenly Father, Lord, I pray that you'd be with us today. Lord, I pray that you'd come to us, Holy Spirit, and that you'd be a part of our service and that you'd do something special in here today. Thank you for giving us an opportunity to be in here to learn about your wisdom. We beg for your wisdom, Lord. We come to you this morning and we ask you to please, please give us this thing of wisdom. For us, in Jesus Christ's precious name I pray. Amen. Now, when I was back at Open Baptist Church, we had a uh, we had a, a Sunday school teacher there, and she had in her classroom she had a treasure chest, and everybody in her Sunday school classroom she wanted what was uh, they wanted what was in that treasure chest. I mean, she had, some, she had some good stuff in there. She had some good toys, and she had some good candy. And this wasn't a cheap candy. This wasn't the VBS candy. This was the good stuff. This was the high-dollar stuff. So people wanted to do good. Uh, kids wanted to do good in her Sunday school class. And, and kids want, and sometimes she'd be in children's church. She'd take over for me, and she'd bring her little tre- treasure chest to children's church. And hey, all the kids in the church, they did exactly what, what, what they asked her to do. They were good. They sang loud. They participated because they wanted a chance to go into this treasure chest because what was in this treasure chest was valuable to them. What was in this treasure chest was worth something to them. And what was in this treasure chest was something that they greatly desired. Because usually when you put something in a treasure chest, it's got a lot of value to it. Now, it's difficult to assign value to the life that is in wisdom because I'm, I'm here to tell you today, wisdom holds so much value. 
Wisdom holds so much worth. And that's one of the reasons why it's hard to put a price tag on it. And part of the reason why it's so hard to put a price tag on it is because it is so valuable and because wisdom does have so much worth. I'm here to tell you today that the Bible is like a treasure chest. And when you crack open this treasure, treasure chest and you're looking for something that's more valuable than gold and you're looking for something that's more valuable than silver and you're looking for something that's more valuable than precious jewels, diamonds and rubies and turquoise and uh, you're, you're looking for things that are more valuable because when you crack open this Bible, your spiritual eye is looking for wisdom that is worth more than all of these things. God has taken this word and God has taken the verses that I read the moment ago and God is doing his very best to convince me and to convince you that wisdom is worth more than gold and wisdom is worth more than silver. And wisdom is worth more than jewels. God is going out of his way and he's doing his very, very best to explain to me and you that the greatest treasure we will ever seek on this earth and in this life is the treasure of wisdom. God is saying it's greater than anything you could ever else look for, anything you could ever ask, anything you could ever seek. Wisdom is the greatest. It's the greatest treasure on the planet. It's the greatest treasure in existence. What I want to do this morning, first off, is I want us to take a little time and look through the book of Proverbs. And I want to break off a little sample to show you how much value and how much worth is in this thing called wisdom. So what we're going to do this morning, first off, is we're going to take a look at chapters Proverbs 2 and Proverbs 3 excluding our text. We're not going to take into consideration our text yet. But Proverbs 2 and Proverbs 3, excluding our text. And we're going to mine for wisdom nuggets. We're going to mine for diamonds of wisdom. We're going to mine for bars of solid wisdom this morning in the Word of God. My goal today is I want to whet your appetite for wisdom. Me and my... Uh, we went to, I have been, since I have been to this church, I have been down there to that Coliseum down there in Hammond for graduation every single year since I've been here. And I remember last year, uh, the last, last grad this year, this past graduation, we went down there. My stepbrother's son, uh, my nephew, uh, gra graduated, and we went to this barbecue place in Kentwood, and they brought out the ribs. And man, they just looked so good. And we couldn't eat them because they hadn't gotten there yet. And my mouth is just watering, looking at these ribs, just thinking about how good they're going to be. And man, when I bit into them, they were better than I thought they were going to be. And so it was, I mean, my, my appetite was wet for those ribs. I'm going to wet your appetite this morning for wisdom. Let's look at chapter 2 and verse number 5 says, Then shalt thou understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God. Wisdom understands the fear of the Lord. Why is this important? It's important because the beginning of wisdom is the fear of the Lord. If you don't have wisdom, you don't fear God. Verse 9, 
Then shalt thou understand righteousness and judgment and equity, yea, every good path. Wisdom helps us to understand judgment. Wisdom helps us to understand righteousness. That's the important and the value and the worth of wisdom. 10a, when wisdom, when wisdom entereth into thine heart, did you know that it's wisdom that penetrates the heart? Wisdom is the only thing that can penetrate the heart. The only thing that can penetrate your heart and change your heart and get to your heart is wisdom. And that goes for everybody else too. Is there someone in your life you want their heart to change? The only thing that's going to change them, the only thing that's going to penetrate down to their heart and change their heart is wisdom. Wisdom is the only thing that can do that. 10b. And knowledge is pleasant unto thy soul. Did you know wisdom causes your soul to be pleasant? I don't know about you, but I want a pleasant soul. I want a pleasant soul. Wisdom is how I do that. 11a, discretion shall preserve thee. Did you know the, the, the discretion we get from wisdom, it watches over us? You know, without discretion, um, we, we're going to put ourselves in a lot of hot water. If we don't have a filter on what we say and what we do, and we don't have that filter of discretion that wisdom brings, we're going to get ourselves in a lot of trouble. Wisdom brings that discretion that watches over us. 11b, understanding shall keep you. Did you know that wisdom guards us? Wisdom protects us from foolishness. Wisdom can protect us from making foolish decisions that will hurt us. That's how important wisdom is. Verse 12, to deliver thee from the way of the evil man, from the man that speaketh forward things. It del did you know wisdom delivers you from evil? Man, that's pretty important. Man, evil comes up and you got to be delivered for it. Wisdom is the way. Verse 16, to deliver thee from the strange woman, even from the stranger which flattereth with her words. Did you know that wisdom delivers you from lustful evil? As you know, you ever stop and think about how much wisdom is in the Word of God as it pertains to lust? You know, wisdom, if you don't have wisdom, you're susceptible to ruining your life through lust. 28, that thou mayest walk in the way of good men. Wisdom causes you to walk in the way of good. 20b, and keep the paths of righteousness. These are both good things. Wisdom is the way to accomplish that. Look at chapter 3 and verse 4. So shalt thou find favor and good understanding in the sight of God and man. Did you know wisdom leads to favor and wisdom leads to good success? Do you know that, uh, that favor with God and favor with man, you get that through wisdom? Man, th this is a prayer that we should have for our kids, that, that they have this, and you get this by having wisdom. Wisdom leads to this. Verse 5, Trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not in thine own understanding. Wisdom makes your path straight. Verse 8a, it shall be health to thy navel. Did you know 
that wisdom can heal your flesh. Do you know that? Do you know that wisdom can affect you physically? The spiritual can affect the physical. Wisdom can do that. And then it says, uh, 8b, and marrow to thy bones. It refreshes your bones. Awesome. What does that mean? I don't know, but it's awesome. And I want it. Verse 24a, when thou liest down, thou shalt not be afraid. Did you know wisdom eliminates fear? Are you afraid today? Are you fearful for something this morning? Wisdom can eliminate fear. 24, uh, 24b, yea, thou shalt lie down and thy sleep shall be sweet. You have trouble sleeping? You have trouble sleeping well? You want to sleep all night? Wisdom can help you sleep better. So how can wisdom help me sleep better? Well, uh, because wisdom can take away your fear and wisdom can take away your anxiety and it can help you sleep better because you're at peace. Verse 25. Be not afraid of sudden fear, neither of desolation of the wicked when it cometh. Do you know wisdom does not fear evil? Verse 26. For the Lord shall be thy confidence and shall keep thy foot from being taken. Wisdom, you know what wisdom does? Wisdom trusts the Lord. 34 and 35. Surely he scorneth the scorners, but he that giveth grace unto the lowly, the wise shall inherit glory, but shame shall be the promotion of fools. As you know, wisdom invites the blessing, and wisdom invites the honor of God. And let me tell you something, that's just two chapters in the Bible. That's just two chapters. And, hey, and if that's all that wisdom was, if that's all, if wisdom is just in those two chapters, and that's all that wisdom is, sign me up. But wisdom is so much more than that this morning. What's my goal today? What am I trying to accomplish today in this message? I want to convince you that wisdom is valuable. I want to convince you of wisdom's worth. I want to overwhelm you with evidence from this Bible that wisdom is valuable. And I want to show you how valuable it is. Because at the end of the day, true wisdom will save you from so much pain. And true wisdom will save you from so much heartache. And true wisdom will save you from so much misery. Look, life's already hard enough as it is. Life's already hard. Why go through unnecessary pain? Why go through unnecessary misery? Why go through unnecessary heartache when you don't have to? Wisdom is the way to avoid that. Do not forsake wisdom on the altar of foolishness. Look at verse number 13. Excuse. <coughs> it says, Happy is the man that findeth wisdom, and the man that getteth understanding. You see, someone who finds wisdom, they are happy. Now, this, this is not the same happy that the world describes. This is a different kind of happy. This is a happy that means blessed. 
This is a happy that means you'll have a blessed life. This is, this, this is a happy that fulfills you. This is a happy that brings you joy. It's very rich and it's very deep. Every Sunday morning I come over and I make me a little half a pot of coffee as I go over my message and work on the, 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 the computer for the Sunday mornings. And I always look forward to that Sunday morning cup of coffee. This morning I, I made my coffee and I went in there and I poured it and I was back there stirring it. And as I was stirring in my creamer and sugar, these little black specks started floating to the top. And so I went over to the coffee maker and I, I opened it and the filter had fell over and all the grounds had went into the pot. I was so disappointed. I didn't even make another pot. I just dumped it and just went on about my day. I'll, get, I'll, I'll try the coffee thing tomorrow morning. But everybody wakes up and they love the smell of coffee in the morning. It's time for us to wake up and smell the wisdom. It's time for us to wake up and smell the wisdom. Let me give you a very important principle for your life. True wisdom loves wisdom. True wisdom loves wisdom. A wise person loves to get wisdom. Another principle we get from this, from this verse is that, is that the wisdom-filled life is a blessed life. The wisdom-filled life is a blessed life. Verse 14, and happy is the man that findeth wisdom and the man that getteth understanding. God is pushing us to wisdom. God wants me and you to believe in the power of wisdom. God is telling us that the pursuit of wisdom is worth all the effort, is worth everything we put in it, and we will not be disappointed if we decide to go down the path to pursue wisdom. We will not be disappointed in that. Look at, look at chapter 4, verse 5. Some of you might have to turn a page, and some of you it might be already there. But Proverbs 4, verse 5. Let me read this for you. Listen to these words. Get wisdom. Get understanding, forget it not, neither decline from the words of my mouth. Forsake her not, and she shall preserve thee. Love her, and she shall keep thee. You know, verse 7, verse 7 kind of sounds like something I would say. Wisdom is the principal thing, therefore get wisdom. You know, it's saying, look, the principal thing is wisdom, so get wisdom. That's what it's saying. You see, the wise person loves wisdom. And right now, if you're a wise person, you're hearing me talk about this and you're getting fired up. You're, you're, you're getting fired up because, because you know you haven't arrived and you know you need more wisdom. Verse 7 says, if you don't get anything else in life, get wisdom. Verse 8 and 9. Exalt her and she shall promote thee. She shall bring thee to honor when thou dost embrace her. She shall give to thine head an ornament of grace. A crown of glory shall uh, she deliver to thee. What I'm trying to get across to you this morning is the value of wisdom. The worth of wisdom. So what we're going to do this morning is we are going to answer a question. And here's the question. The question is... Why is wisdom so valuable? Why does wisdom have so much worth? 
And this morning I have five answers to this question. Five answers to this question. Let's go back to our text and look at verse 14. Before we read verse 10, let me give you verse 14, let me give you the first answer. Why is wisdom so valuable? Because of the profit it yields. Because of the profit it yields. Verse 14. For the merchandise of it is better than the merchandise of silver, and the gain thereof than fine gold. Now, as you go through the book of Proverbs, what you're going to notice is that wisdom is often referred to as a woman. And there is a reason why Proverbs uh, 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 refers to wisdom as a woman. to, To understand why it's referred to as a woman, you have to understand the context through which the book of Proverbs was written. The book of Proverbs was written from a father to his son. My son, hear the instruction of thy father. My son, if thou wilt receive my word. So, so this, is, this is written as a father teaching his son. So the book of Proverbs is directed at young men. Now, in essence, it, it is directed to all of us, but it's written in the context of a father talking to his son. And when the book of Proverbs, when it refers to wisdom as uh, as a woman, he's referring to what should take place between this young man and wisdom. Every father anticipates, and the Holy Spirit anticipates this too, that every young man is going to grow up and pursue a woman. That every young man is going to grow up and will have a lifelong relationship with a woman. And that woman will be his wife. Every day, it is, is God's will and God anticipates and the Father anticipates and the Holy Spirit anticipates that every young man will grow up and they'll find that which would be his wife. And he will pursue her. He will pursue her fervently. He'll pursue her passionately. He'll pursue her with love. He will cherish her. He'll make a commitment to her. He'll put a ring on, he'll put a ring on it. And that's what and that's what uh, that's what a young man is supposed to do is pursue a lifelong relationship with a woman. And in the same way that this young man pursues a lifelong relationship with a wife, me and you should pursue a lifelong relationship with wisdom. Because she has that much value. Because she has that much worth. Because once you pursue a a relationship with wisdom and you embrace wisdom and you hold wisdom, it will bless every other area of your life. When I married my life, my wife, not just one part of my life got better, all of my life got better. And wisdom is the same way. When me and my wife first got married, she graduated a year before me. I still had a year of, of school left. And so I'd be over at school and we had an apartment just across the street from the college and church. And so I'd go to school and then when it was time for chapel, sometimes I'd drive over to the apartment building, get Emily and come back for chapel services. So we'd be sitting in chapel and of course we're newlyweds. So I got my arm over on her and she's got her hand on my back and she's going like this on my back and everything. And then after a few chapel services, kind of a a young staff member who had just kind of got hired uh, come to us and said, y'all need to quit that. She said, "Uh, uh, people are laughing and looking and and y'all don't need to do that. 
Did I stop holding, put my arm around my wife? No, I did not. We just started sitting in the back. So no one, <laughs> no one could see us, okay? But the reason why I put my arm around her and the reason why I embraced her and the reason why I did that is because I loved her. I love her and I want to embrace her. And that's the reason why we love wisdom. And that, that the, the reason why we embrace wisdom is because we love wisdom. So we are to pursue wisdom the same way man, a young man pursues a woman to be his wife and have a lifelong relationship with her. We need to have a lifelong relationship with wisdom. Let's read verse 14 again. For the merchandise of it is better than the merchandise of silver and the gain thereof than fine gold. Did you just hear what God said? Did you just hear what he said? Sometimes we read verses in the Bible and we think it's just a metaphor and we think God's just saying something. It's just, a, just, just making a comparison. But we don't stop and think about the actual words that were said and the weight to the words, what they actually carry. And man, uh, you see here, it says, if anybody was in here, if anybody left church today and they're going down the road and on the side of the road is a bar of silver, who in here would not pull over, put that bad boy in the car and take it home every one of us would I know I would okay who of us wouldn't do that we all would do that and wisdom is more valuable than silver wisdom is more precious than gold it's more profitable than gold if you not only hear that but you also believe that your life changes if you not only hear that, but you also believe that, your life immediately changes. Why does it change? Because it changes who you are. It changes who you desire to be. It changes what your aim is in life because you have attributed value to wisdom that it far exceeds anything this world can offer. And then that is what you begin to pursue. The Bible is telling us, the Bible is telling us that our bank account of wisdom is worth more than our bank account of money. You know, we spend a lot of money thinking about what's in that money, thinking about what's in our money account. I got my, my account number memorized. I know it. I've had it for many years. I used to, back in the old days when, when we had them Nokia phones, I could call regions and I could do, 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 do. I could put my account number in just, just by not, uh, just by not even looking at the phone. Nowadays, when I call regions and when I'm, when I'm at the bank filling out my, my slip and I forget my account number, I pretend I got that Nokia and how to do, okay, that's it. And I pretend like I'm typing it into an imaginary phone and that's how I remember it, okay? We all know what's in our money account. How much is in your wisdom account? Is wisdom worth more to you than money? And if, if you're wise in here today, you believe that. You believe what you're being told right now. And right here, this is where the wisdom say, okay, wisdom is worth more than my new car. Wisdom is worth more than me going and buying anything that I want to purchase. The wise person says, you know what? God is right. Wisdom is worth more. And if you, if you will believe that, 
It will change everything about you. You will be a new person because then you're going to start to seek that out. God said it, believe it. Number two, second answer. Why is wisdom so valuable? Because it is precious in nature. Because it is precious in nature. Verse number 15. She is more precious than rubies, and all the things thou canst desire are not to be compared unto her. You ever stop and wonder why gold and silver and jewels are so valuable? They're so valuable because they're extremely hard to extract from the earth. They're very rare, and because they're so rare, that's what makes them very valuable. There's a reason why dirt is so cheap when you compare it to gold and silver and jewels. You know, you can buy a 20-pound bag of dirt. I'm talking top-of-the-line dirt. I'm talking topsoil. You can buy, a, you can buy, you can find 20-pound bags for $20, but really you can find a 20-pound bag of dirt for 5 bucks. You know how much a 20-pound bag of gold is worth? $380,000. And there's a reason why gold is worth more than dirt. I mean, if you think about it, those pieces of paper in your wallet and in your purse, those pieces of paper are backed by gold in Fort Knox. Well, it's supposed to be. That's the rumor anyway, you know, that your money is backed by gold in Fort, Fort Knox. But think about what you would go through to get those pieces of paper in your wallet that represents gold. Think about what you would go through to get those things. And wisdom is worth more than that. Just think about the gold rush, the California gold rush. It occurred from 1848 to 1855. Over 300,000 people went across the country to California to a, sea of, to a sea of gold, they said. The city of San Francisco exists today because of the California gold rush. If it wasn't for the gold rush, there'd be no San Francisco. There are people on the eastern seaboard. They didn't want to take a wagon train across the country. They thought it'd be too grueling. So they opted to get on a boat and cruise in, in the sea. And they got in the boat on the eastern seaboard and they went all the way. This is before the, the, the Panama Canal. They went all the way down the southern tip of South America and came all the way back up to California. The cruise, the cruise took eight months. Hundreds and hundreds of people died on these boats seeking gold. We've had the gold rush. Now it's time for the wisdom rush. You know what the difference between gold and wisdom is? The difference between gold and wisdom is gold comes from the earth and wisdom comes from God. And that's why it's so precious. The reason why it's so precious is because it comes from God. God is the only source. God is the only way to get it. And let me tell you something. Even though God is the only way to get it, He is a God that gives it out freely. He is a God that gives it here and says, Look, all you got to do is ask for it. All you got to do is seek it. All you got to do is look for it. And you can have it. If you're not connected to God, you're connected to foolishness. If the only way I could get my water was this one water fountain, and I quit going to that water fountain, I'm not just going to stay the way I stay the way I am. I'm going to dry up. I'm going to dry up pretty quick too. Wisdom is like that. Uh, we have to continually seek God's wisdom because we can dumb up 
pretty quick. Look at the second part of verse, 10, what it, verse 15, what it says. And all the things thou canst desire are not to be compared unto her. Think about the things you desire. Think about all the things that make your life more enjoyable. Think about all the things that would make your life easier. Nothing you can think of can even compare to wisdom. My Bible says I can't desire anything that compare to wisdom. Absolutely nothing. So what does that mean? That means that all of my earthly desires, they take a back seat to wisdom. No offense, desires. That's just the way it is. My desires take a back seat to wisdom. So no offense, bigger house. Wisdom is more important to me. No offense, better paying job. Wisdom is more important to me. No offense, uh, uh, Caribbean cruise. Wisdom is more important to me. All of these things, no matter what they are, they do not compare because nothing can be compared to wisdom because it is so precious. Answer number three, why is wisdom so valuable? Answer number three, because it results in prosperity. Because it results in prosperity. Let's read verse 16. The length of days is in her right hand, and in her left hand, riches and honor. So basically, you've got the woman wisdom. She's holding out her hands, and in one hand is, is long life, and the other hand is, is riches and honor. And you have to look at the context in which this was written. This was in the Old Testament, these things, long life, riches, and honor, these things were the things that people in the Old Testament, that's what they lived for. It's what they wanted out of life. They wanted long life. They wanted riches. They wanted honor. This is what every person would long for. And what's behind this statement is the overall results of wisdom. These are the overall results of wisdom. You see, the life of wisdom, it results in long life. It results in riches. It results in honor when compared to a life of foolishness. See, when you compare a life of wisdom to a life of foolishness, then wisdom have all these, has all these things. Why? Because foolishness hurts us. Think about how damaging foolishness can be. Think about how people's health can be brought down and sometimes to death because of foolish living. For example, live a life of drugs, live a life of alcohol, foolish living. Not taking care of your body can lead to death. Think of the life of sin and foolishness that leads to stress and leads to anxiety. Let me tell you something. Stress can affect you physically. Stress can straight up kill you. Stress can take your life away from you. Foolishness can kill you. Foolishness can affect us physically. Think of the honor that people have forfeited because of foolishness. Think of the damaged reputation that foolishness can bring. Think of the pain and the misery and the heartache that all stems 
from foolishness. You see, when you replace foolishness with the wisdom of God, this is where wisdom leads to long life. This is where wisdom leads to honor. This is where wisdom leads to riches. Look, I'm not preaching a prosperity gospel. Give me a break. Give me a break with that prosperity gospel junk. Okay, I'm not preaching prosperity gospel. I am saying what I'm saying is that wisdom leads to blessing and foolishness leads to a very difficult life. So let's compare a couple areas. Let's start with the area of finances. Let's compare wisdom to foolishness in the area of our, our finances. Let me ask you some questions. Do you live beyond your means? Do you spend more than you make? Foolishness. Or do you live within your means? If you live within your means, that's wisdom. Oh, we're out of money on the debit card. Let's pull out the credit card. And we're spending more money than we make. Man, it doesn't make sense at all, does it? Inner creditors, inner, inner debt, inner stress. You know what the number one issue in marriages today, the number one issue and the cause of most divorces, it is money. It is finances. And a lot of the times you do some digging, you find out why money and why finances at the center of all marital trouble because they're trying to live beyond their means. They're spending more money than they're bringing in. And that is all that stress and conflict and divorce. It stems from foolishness. You live within your means. That's wisdom. It's that simple. Do you hoard for self-kingdom? Meaning, do you just acquire things that moth and rust and dust will corrupt? Or do you give generously to the kingdom of God because you know when it's all said and done, that's the only thing that's going to matter? Foolishness and wisdom. Do you spend money impulsively? Foolishness. Or do you pray about every significant purchase and see what God has to say about it? That is wisdom. Let's look at honor. Because the Bible tells us that wisdom leads to honor. Do you mistreat your spouse? Foolishness. Or do you love them and cherish them like Jesus instructed us to do? That's wisdom. Do you neglect your children? Out of selfishness, foolishness. Or do you love them? You spend time with them and you invest in them because they're your kids. Wisdom. Is your calendar centered around self? Foolishness. Or is your schedule motivated by the kingdom of God? Wisdom. The point I'm trying to make here is the difference between honor and dishonor is the difference between wisdom and foolishness. It's not that complicated. It's not that hard. It's very simple. Answer number four, why is wisdom so valuable? Answer number four, because its path is pleasant. Because its path is pleasant. Verse 17 Her ways are the ways of pleasantness and all her paths are peace. You ever try to go down old dirt road after a storm? Man, there's there's trees down and and branches down and culverts are washed out and there's sticky mud everywhere. That's what the path of foolishness is like. 
You know what the path of wisdom is like? The path of wisdom, there are no trees down. There are no branches down. There are no bridges out. Uh, there is no sticky mud. The sun is out. The birds are chirping. The, crew, the cool breeze is blowing. That is the path of wisdom. Let me tell you something. Let me be clear about something. The path of foolishness is the easier one. It's the ugly one, but it's the easier one. The path of wisdom is the more difficult one. But it's the more pleasant one. It's the better one. Why? Why is the path of wisdom so much better? Because the path of wisdom is rooted in the gospel of Jesus Christ. And when you know you belong to Jesus, and you know you're saved by grace through faith, and you know you're free from a life of the curse of sin, and you know that you're not living for today, you're living for tomorrow, and even though you're going through some circumstances that are hard, you know Jesus has your back, and you're his child, and he'll never let you go, and you're guaranteed a place in heaven with him, only Jesus can give you that. That is a peace that you can only get from the Lord Jesus Christ. It's a peace the world cannot know. And that peace, it begins at wisdom. You can't know that peace without the wisdom of God. When you have a peace, when you have that peace, you don't want anything else because nothing else satisfies like the living God. Wisdom leads us to that place. And that's why it's so valuable. This morning, why is wisdom so valuable? Because it, it profits, it's precious, it's prosperity, it's pleasant. How much do you want to bet number five starts with a P? Number five, it holds the power of life. It holds the power of life. Let's look at verse 18. She is a tree of life to them that lay hold upon her, and happy is everyone that retaineth her. When the Bible, what the Bible means here by tree of life is it means that, that, this, that wisdom brings vitality. Wisdom brings energy. Wisdom empowers us for life, and in foolishness is always the opposite of wisdom. So foolishness, foolishness drains us. Foolishness zaps our strength. Foolishness exhausts our soul. Verse 18 again. To them that lay hold upon her. So this is the embracing part. He's saying, son, son, get wisdom. Hold on to wisdom. Embrace wisdom. Don't let wisdom go. Hold on to wisdom. Don't let it go. Whatever you do, if you don't get anything else, get wisdom. I want you to notice something. I want you to notice the first word of the first line in verse 13 is the word happy. The first word of the last line in verse 18 is happy. You know what that's called? That's called an inclusio. An inclusio are bookmarks, are bookends in Scripture, where in that little sandwich, God is trying to tell us something. God is sending us a message. He's saying, Christian, I want you to be happy. Christian, I want you to be blessed. I want you to live a blessed life. Get wisdom. One of the most famous archaeologists that ever lived, his name was, 
Indiana Jones. No, I'm just kidding. His name was Howard Carter. Howard Carter was one of the most famous archaeologists that ever lived. And Howard Carter was in the Valley of Kings in Egypt. And he had been looking for many years for this tomb of legend, but he could never find it. He had searched for 30 years. And then the Lord in England that was over the expedition finally came to it and said, Howard, listen, you've got one more year. And if you don't find anything in one more year, I'm cutting your funding. I'm done with this. You've got nothing to show for your work. After 36 years, right before the deadline was up, Howard Carter stumbled upon something and he sent a wire to England and the wire said, we found it. What Howard Carter found was the tomb of King Tut. King Tut was the, was the biggest find that Egypt ever saw. There was more treasures in that tomb. It was the first time they ever had a fully intact mummy. And all that treasure had been in there for 3,000 years untouched before Howard Carter found it. Now the difference between us and Howard Carter is, is Howard Carter, he didn't know for sure that he would find anything. He could have looked and looked and not found anything. He didn't know for sure if it was really there. But the difference between him and me, me, him and us, is that we know where to find it. We know where it is. All we got to do is open the treasure box, and you will find nuggets of wisdom more valuable than gold, more valuable than silver, more valuable than your bank account, more valuable than your visa card, more valuable than your car, more valuable than your bass shot, bass boat, more valuable than your four-wheeler, more valuable than your shotgun, more valuable than your cruise ship, more valuable than your vacation. It is more valuable than anything this world has to offer. Please leave here today believing that. Christian wisdom is more valuable than anything we have in this life. That's the reason why we need to look forward to reading our Bible. That's the reason why we need to be excited about the preaching in the house of God. That's the reason why we need to seek out Bible studies. Because wisdom is so valuable. Wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore, get wisdom. Wisdom. 